0: this is our continuing series on security clearance appeals and today i'm going to deviate from our work through the directive dod directive 5220.6 as you know we have been conducting these podcasts based on that directive for the national adjudicative guidelines and we've been taking uh, each guideline separately and um From time to time, I have deviated because of your questions or phone calls. And today is one of those occasions. Uh, This is your host, Alan Edmonds. I'm an attorney that's been practicing national security and military law for over 45 years. And we have a very, very uh, impressive uh, law firm that is national with offices in Washington, D.C., North Carolina, Florida, Texas, and California. Uh, We have been helping active duty and civilian DOD contractors and federal employees, as I said, for over 46 years. We're delighted to uh, come alongside and help save your career uh, when you are given a statement of reasons or a written notice uh, from a federal agency. The notice can be called a statement of reasons or uh, it can be a, a notice of proposed action Uh, It can be a notice of unsuitability, but when you get any of those notices, you want to call us at 800-481-2526 because uh, suddenly your career and your job is uh, in the crosshairs, so to speak, and uh, you have to take formal action. Today, I'm deviating from our uh, march through the directive and the different guidelines, and I want to talk to you about what I think is one of the biggest mistakes that people make who are applying for a security clearance, and they receive a statement of reasons. And that mistake is uh, waiving, giving up your right to a formal hearing. And I'm going to develop that idea in a few moments. But a lot of people are intimidated and frightened uh, by the courtroom. They don't want to go to a courtroom. They don't want to hire a lawyer. They think it's too much money until they lose their job, and they say, holy smokes, the attorney fees were nothing compared to my annual salary. But that's the mindset that many people have. Uh, So they get a statement of reasons. They answer it themselves. And they do a poor job, to be quite honest. Uh, Their response may be a couple of pages. Uh, The responses done at the Edmonds Law Firm uh, run anywhere from 25 to 35 pages in length. and. we win cases with our written response, which is unusual. It doesn't happen often, but it happens at the Edmonds Law Firm. We can also win cases with answers to interrogatories, which is incredible to say the least. Many attorneys have never had that experience. Again, our attorneys at the Edmonds Law Firm are trained litigators. We enjoy the courtroom. We enjoy protecting our client and trying to win the case uh, in the courtroom. And uh, that requires a tremendous amount of preparation and experience. And we apply both of those qualities to every single case. The issue today is when people get a statement of reasons, they answer it, it fails, and then they're offered a hearing. And uh, what the Department of Defense can do, or Defense Office of Hearings and Appeals, they'll send you a letter which is real nice and friendly. And they'll say you can uh, request a formal hearing and appear in front of a judge or you can submit in writing the comments that you would make in the courtroom. And of course that invitation is very very tempting. It relieves all the fear and anxiety from the applicant because he doesn't he or she does not want to go to a hearing. They do not want to be confronted by a U.S. attorney in the courtroom. They do not want to have a judge ask them questions. And they say, this is too good to be true. I'm going to opt out and submit a written statement to the administrative law judge. They overlook the fact that they've already submitted one written statement, which was their answer to SOR, and it failed their first attempt at uh, trying to rebut or mitigate the uh, assertions contained in the SOR failed. And hence, they're on their way to a formal hearing. And now they're confronted with a choice. Do I appear in front of the judge? Or do I submit another written statement? And they think, well, I will submit another written statement and try my luck at doing the job that a trained attorney normally does. But uh, this is going to be easy for me. I'll save money and I will save a lot of stress and uh, emotionalism by not having to get ready for a court hearing. And so I'll submit a written statement and then they lose. The biggest mistake I think that people make, and I've been doing this for 45 years, I've done over 3,500 hearings. The biggest mistake you can make is to waive or give up your right to a hearing. At the hearing, you have an opportunity to Present your case to a judge. Uh, You have an opportunity to let the judge see your demeanor, your sincerity, and your veracity. That is how you tell the truth. And uh, that is an invaluable piece of evidence for the judge to see. The problem that you make for yourself, however, uh, is that many of you think it's going to be a friendly environment because you talk to the government attorney. And uh, they're very, very nice. Or you talk to the hearing officer and they're very, very nice. And you say, wow, this is great. These people are very friendly. Sounds like you're going to rule in my favor. The government attorney is very, very nice and tells me not to worry that I can do the case myself. And, of course, that's just what the government attorney wants you to do. They want you to go into the courtroom yourself. At the conclusion of the case, some attorneys have the nerve to come up to you and shake your hand and say, I hope you appreciate that I had a job to do. And uh, the applicant stands there after having been humiliated and embarrassed in a courtroom by the government attorney, is humiliated and is supposed to respond and say, oh, I understand. You just took my job. My family has no income now. Uh, Our bills are going to go delinquent. And you want me to believe that you did this because you had a job to do and therefore everything is okay and you may think that i'm exaggerating you may think this is hyperbole but that's exactly what some government attorneys do and uh, there are some attorneys that uh, are very very aggressive in the courtroom they uh, humiliate they disparage they embarrass and they think that that's necessary for them to win the case Uh, it is not I think it's a sign of a lack of training and professionalism personally, but that's my job when I'm with you in the courtroom is to prevent that from happening. So they waive their right to a hearing, they go uh, submitted in writing, they lose. Or the second biggest mistake is they appear at the hearing by themselves. There is absolutely no substitute for an experienced trial attorney to be by your side throughout this whole proceeding. Uh, the lawyers at the Edmonds Law Firm not only are diligent in the courtroom, but the preparation for the case taken prior to getting into the courtroom is very, very important. The presentation of evidence, the preparation of a trial notebook, the communications with the judge, all of these items are of critical importance and contribute to your success or failure in the the courtroom and with the case. So uh, to beat a dead horse, the biggest mistake you can make is to waive your right to a hearing. Never do this. And the second biggest mistake you can make is to try and do this case yourself. You're not a trained attorney. I could never do your job if you're an engineer or you're a computer scientist or you're a mathematician Uh, or you're involved in logistics, Uh, I couldn't do your job. And I certainly couldn't do it and learn it in uh, a few days. And uh, likewise, it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, for you to properly defend yourself. And the court will treat you as they treat lawyers. They have to. The rules in the courtroom are somewhat relaxed relative to the admission of evidence. But the procedures and uh, direct examination and cross-examination of witnesses and your response to questions by the judge and by the government attorney uh, will be treated the same way as if you had an attorney present in the courtroom. And of course, then it's the attorney's obligation to fulfill the performance of those duties and to properly protect and respond to questions. The problem with people in the courtroom that are unrepresented is they don't know when they should and should not answer. They don't know how to answer and uh, they don't know what to say. And that's the responsibility of your attorney. An experienced attorney is absolutely worth every dollar that you could spend. Uh, Some attorneys, I admit, are extravagant, very, very expensive, but you don't have to spend a fortune to save your job and your career uh we have been doing this at the Edmonds law firm for a long time uh, we have payment plans for some clients we adjust the fees for active duty military and retired military uh, we are honored and privileged to help uh, our military clients uh, navigate this very very dangerous uh, procedure and uh, We stick by them and we adjust our fees according to their pay grade and ability to pay. Very few law firms do that. Very few law firms uh, offer flat fees. They want to have you sign a retainer agreement with an hourly rate and a down uh, payment called a retainer and the fees get exorbitant. At the Edmonds law firm, you only pay for what you need. And uh, we think that's the proper way to proceed in these cases. Um, We have free resources for you. One of them is this podcast that you're listening to. We have uh, dozens of podcasts on a variety of topics that are in response to your questions at 800-481-2526. We also have videos on YouTube at Law and uh, some of them appear on our websites at allenedmonds.com and nationalsecurityclearances.com. And of course, I'm available at 800-481-2526 to answer questions. We uh, give confidential consultations uh, with an attorney-client relationship to protect confidentiality and to protect your information. Uh, We do SF86PREP and we do pre-investigative interview prep Uh, we walk with our clients through each phase of the security clearance process and um, the comments from them are very positive and uh, they are grateful to have the training to get through this system that is i think very very difficult Uh, the directive is important the directive 5220.6 has some fascinating uh rules in it and it it says that uh one of the things is that uh, the director of defense office of hearings and appeals is required that the uh administrative judges both for the appeal board and the administrative judges have a requisite independence to render fair and impartial hearings this is important because there's pressure put on some of these judges pressure comes to bear when uh, uh, the reviewing party doesn't like the decision and he wants the judge to alter it or change it. Uh, You are entitled when you enter this process to have a fair and impartial hearing. That means you are entitled to have a hearing free of prejudice and bias. And uh, what are you going to do if you represent yourself, and there's bias or prejudice? existing in the handling of your case. How do you respond to that? So the other question that frequently comes up is uh, what happens if uh, I don't comply or refuse to furnish certain relevant material information? The directive talks about that too. And it states very clearly any stage in the investigation or adjudicative process may prevent DOHA, Defense Office of Hearings and Appeals, for making a clear clearance decision, and if the applicant fails or refuses to, then the process can be stopped and the clearance denied. So, this is a discussion for another day, which is the implications of the directives. Uh, Today, we wanted to talk about the important decision to always elect a formal hearing, and important decision to always uh, call us at 800 481 2526 We want to be your security clearance lawyers. So I hope this has been helpful. This is attorney Alan Edmonds. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for your questions. Call us at any time when you have questions or concerns about your security clearance. Both active duty and military. We're one phone call away. 800- 4812526 thank you